Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Unconditional Worth Coach, Ashley Baxter. Each week's episode helps you live a life of courageous worth, a life where you realize that yourself and your body are worthy as is unconditionally. Living out of that knowledge is a courageous act and allows you to show up more fully as your authentic self, which is crucial because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey friend, in this episode in this series on lessons I learned from trauma, we're going to be talking about the healing process. What do I mean by healing process? This is when you are healing (laughs) and it's the process for it. What I'm talking about is when you've experienced a deep pain that is something that you don't just get over in a day or a month, that it's actually something that in order to, and I won't even, sorry, I shouldn't even say get over it something that you will learn to move on in life in the most healthiest way you could given experiencing that hardship, that trauma. Because when we have things like that that happen to us in life, we have two choices. We can either face it or we can walk away from it, which basically means putting up walls. And that was my go-to for the longest time. You hurt me, I put up walls, I protect myself. Thou shall not pass. That was me trying to do uh, is it Ewan McGregor impersonation from Lord of the Rings, which I'm pretty sure I failed at pretty badly. But you get the idea. This whole thing of like, I'm not going to let any pain come into my life as much as I can help it. And what I learned from doing that is that when we put up walls, they are not selective as to which feelings can and cannot come in. The walls go up, sadness stays out, anger stays out. But you know what? Love, happiness stays out. Basically, walls end up being a wall to all emotions and result in being numb and almost feeling as if you're just a shell of a person experiencing life. And that's no way to live. I wish it was. I wish it was an easy thing. If you were someone like me who um, loves things that are made for teenagers, I love Vampire Diaries. And in the Vampire Diaries, the vampires can do this thing where they turn off their humanity. It's basically they turn off their emotions. They don't feel pain. And that's one, not a true option. But two, and just like in that show, always proves to be the wrong decision. The only way to move forward is that we have to feel it. And it sucks, but we have to feel it. And it is worth it because no matter what hardship has happened to you, your heart matters. And if you are hearing this right now, and if you are going through a hard time, you're still here. You are here in this moment. You are taking a breath, no matter how difficult each breath may seem, each minute, each hour, each day, certain instances with certain people or experiences, you're still here. And your heart is worth fighting for. I know that for me, in my situation, I it, it was a game changer for me in some ways, because as I've talked about in other episodes, I did not value myself the way I should have valued myself for most of my life. And after I was assaulted, you know, that wasn't something that you can just heal from in a day or a week or a month. And to actually pursue healing, I had to believe that I was worth fighting for, that my heart was worth fighting for. Because you can do things for a short amount of time without that much 
motivation or conviction or belief. But when it's something that you're going to be working on for a really long time, it needs to be supported by deep convictions and beliefs. And so in that process, in me deciding and being committed to pursuing healing, that meant I had to start valuing myself. Because when you're going through a lot of healing, you have to say no to people because your energy just is zapped. You, you know, certain things are hard for you. You have to put yourself first. Sometimes, again, even the most basic things of feeding yourself can be huge feats. So you have to believe that you are worth fighting for. And all of our hardships are different. I think there's different lenses. I don't believe that you should compare different people's traumas to your traumas and vice versa. I think they each have their own space to take up. I think one element to traumas in which they are caused by someone else, especially when they are, I mean, yeah, I'm mainly talking about traumas that are intentional. When I say what I'm about to say next, that there is this element of wrong that was intentionally done to you. And that is one area that you have to process. And for me, I continue to have this mindset throughout my healing that no matter how much damage had been done to me, I was going to keep pressing on and I was going to use my story until the amount of damage done no longer had the last word. That the amount of good that came out of it, the amount of ways I was able to use it to help others, to help myself, was going to be the real story, was going to be the main character of my story in regards to that area of my life. This may be controversial to some people, but I don't believe that everything that happens happens for your good, especially in areas where someone is intentionally trying to cause you harm, such as in assault, abuse, any type of things where it is violating your rights as a person and your safety. But I believe that everything that happens, that good can always have the last word. In some ways, that may not make sense why that distinction is important, but for me, it is important. It's important because I feel like, from my opinion, when we say that everything happens for our good, it feels like it's a scapegoat to the trauma, to the evil. And I believe that we need to call things out, that when something is evil, when something is wrong, that it needs to be called out. It needs to be highlighted. It needs to not be like, oh, well, Yeah, but in the end, it was this. And I, from my perspective, when we say that everything happens for our good, it can get pretty close to that line. But the point is, I'm not here to try to convince you to have that same philosophy or thoughts that I have about this. Because in the end, whether you believe that everything happens to you for a reason or everything happens for your good or not that everything happens to you for a reason or for your good, the main thing to take away from any of those thoughts is, but what do you do next? You know, the whole concept of everything happens to you for a reason is part of it. I feel like it serves you to think, hey, well, what is that reason? You know, what did come out of that? Or everything happens for your good. Well, what good is that? What is that good? And, you know, I'm here saying that no matter what happens to you, that good can come out of it. It doesn't mean that it happened for your good, in my in my opinion, um, but that no matter what happens to you, nothing can, like good can always have the last word or can have a very powerful word. I don't know if I would say the last word, 
Um, because again, everyone's traumas are different. And, you know, if it involved you losing someone tragically, yeah, I hope you're kind of tracking with the different thoughts that I'm sharing. I know, again, this can be controversial and different thoughts. But again, the whole point is, regardless of what your thoughts are as to why things happen, especially why the horrible things this world happen, the takeaway, I believe, in all those areas is a common theme of good can still come out of something. That even out of the worst things, there can still be light, that there can be light in the darkness. And so I say that because I hope that is encouraging to you that no matter what, you can still push forward. You can find healing. And I will say that healing is not a destination. It's not a, it's not like if you get a small cut on your leg and it fully heals and there's no sign of it before. With the most difficult traumas in our life, that's not the case. There usually is always going to be a scar that you can see from time to time that occasionally maybe there's pains that still come up, but it's the goal of getting to a place where whatever has happened to you no longer is the most powerful force in your life. When I was going through healing after my assault, there were days where I thought the pain would never stop. I can't imagine a day where I didn't think about this assault multiple times a day. And each time I thought about it, it wrecked me. So that is the goal that I set for myself as a goal I encourage other people is not to feel like you're reaching this final destination, but that you are in a place that the heaviness, that the weight of that trauma does not steal everything from your life that you are able to smile again, that you're able to enjoy life again. And working until that gets to a place where that is more and more easy. And depending on what the trauma, there may be different seasons where you're processing different aspects. And then it's looking back and realizing, hey, you know what? I got to a better place before. I'm going to process this different layer. I didn't know I needed to process before. The timing wasn't right. And I'll continue pressing forward until, again, I get to a place where it is not overwhelming me, where it is not suffocating me and taking up everything so that I can move forward in life and breathe. I'm pausing this episode just for a moment because I want to ask you a question. Do you see your worth as being based on conditions? For example, do you see yourself as only worthy if you're a nice person, have achieved certain accomplishments, or perhaps if your life and your body look a certain way? The truth is that your worth is unconditional. But since so many messages throughout life communicate the opposite, you may struggle to recognize your unconditional worth. When you think your worth is measured by certain conditions, you rarely have seasons where you feel like you measure up, which leaves you occasionally feeling exhausted, defeated, and results in either you not showing up in life at all or showing up as an imposter because you feel like you have to pretend you are meeting all the conditions. I don't want you to live another day like this. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for a complimentary 25-minute worth assessment call with me. During this Zoom video call, we will chat about conditional-based worth and how it is showing up in your life. By the end, you will have a tool to help you start breaking free of conditional worth. I'll also share some ways I can help you further on your journey through my coaching services. Click the link now to find out more and sign up for a free call. I'm looking so forward to talking to you. So I want to give you some tips for when you're going through healing like this. And if you're not going through something like this now, I hope you never do. But 
And the reality of how we see life, that typically isn't the case for everyone, meaning that at some time you will probably be processing something difficult. But even if that's not you right now, which I'm glad, happy for you, (laughs) um, these are things that hopefully you could keep in mind to remind other people who you are caring for, hopefully with boundaries. Listen to the last episode where we talk about that if you haven't already. But these are things that you could share with them that may be helpful for them or share this episode with them. Okay, so and this is not the end all be all list, but these are just some that really come to mind the most for me, what I experienced to be helpful. So and these are not in order. <laughs> um, but the first one I mentioned is lean on trustworthy people, friends, family, again, that those could be trustworthy trust or not. It just depends on what the situation is. But people who have shown up in your life, been proven to be trustworthy and to be supportive and loving of you. Find a support group. There are support groups for everything. You know, whether there's not one in person, look on the internet, look on Facebook, look on wherever you find something. And most likely there are other people that are going through what you are going through. And I cannot tell you how freeing and supportive that is. I had some of the best people best friends and family in my life helping me through my healing process. But if they hadn't experienced it, they could only know so much. And it was, which, I mean, I'm glad they hadn't, you know, but when I was around other people who had experienced it, we spoke this common language, we understood. And it was just a place where you could just let everything go and just be yourself and say thoughts and reactions that maybe someone who hasn't been through it wouldn't understand. So I highly recommend a support group for whatever you're going through. It is just has the potential to be so healing. And then also finding a counselor or a coach, someone who specializes in that area, or perhaps just like a general counselor that helps with anything or a general coach helps with anything, but finding someone who can really help you that has the skills to help you walk through this area. Next is find some belief guardrails. So this is going to be different for each person based on their trauma or hardship they're going through. And belief guardrails are things that are going to protect you, that are going to keep you going, that are going to support you. So for example, before I was assaulted, let me let me back up a second. I would have unfortunately had the misconception that sometimes a victim may be partially responsible for what happened to them based on what they were wearing, what they said, what they did, all these things, which are lies. They are not responsible. It is 100% the fault of the perpetrator. You do not have power to make anyone do something of harm to you. That is 100% their decision. You are not a magician. You have no, you're not a sorcerer. You have no way to make someone harm you. The way that trauma can affect your brain is wild. Even though that is something I knew that is a thought that would come in a lot. Like, why, why would this person do this? Like, it must have been a mistake. They must have, I must have done something. And the mental acrobatics that a survivor of trauma, I would, I would say, Aspect of several different types of trauma in this world is amazing. Honestly, every single person that pursues healing after trauma and works through the mental battles you have to deserves the goldest of stars. And so I had to be very careful. And basically, whenever I would have a thought in my head that would be feeding into that misconception, I just would kick it out. I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't even try to explore it. I would just kick it out. And that took practice, but it was so helpful and so needed. And and I still do that to this day. There's still times where maybe something pops in. I'm like, no, this is, I can't, this is not right. And I see that when I let it go on too long, it 
it just causes me harm. So that was a belief guardrail for me. Another one was that one of just realizing that I need to keep on pushing on, that my heart was worth pushing on for. And the next one that I want to share is one that also will kind of move into a bigger point, which is that to have no expectations for how this healing process would go. So I'm going to explain that in a second more so. But again, this whole concept is just find your belief guardrails, the things that you need to constantly be reminding yourself of that are basically the boundaries that of what things you allow to come in and out of your life, what things are supporting you in this time. So again, I just said a moment ago that to have no expectations for the healing journey. And the reason for that is because healing is full of twists and turns and sometimes doubling back. And I was not prepared for that. I thought it was like a ladder or, you know, a stairs that you work on this part of the healing. Okay, great. Knock that out. Move to the next step. Okay, great. Knock that out. And so at one point when I felt like I had just tumbled down the stairs and was revisiting step two in this mental image of a stair healing process I had, it wrecked me. I was, it was just so defeating. I thought, I thought I was moving forward and now I'm not. And what I had to learn is that healing is not a linear process. There will be twists and turns and doubling back, and that is okay, and that is expected. And you also don't know how long it's going to take. And that was also something that was really hard for me. I just assumed like, oh, I'll be better in two months or this, and you know, all these expectations I had. And when I finally got to the point where I decided to let go of those expectations It was a whole different situation. It was so much less pressure on myself, which we don't, when you're processing heavy stuff, you don't need any more pressure on yourself. It was just a lot better. And it allowed me to just have this position of, I'm going to just constantly be pushing forward. Like that is what I'm doing. I'm going to keep pushing forward and have no expectations. I'm just going to keep on. Sometimes, and I will say, sometimes pushing forward means just standing, like standing and facing it. Like, hey, I am, I'm in it. I'm, I'm committed to seeking healing, but sometimes you don't have the strength to take a step on certain days and that's fine. It's just the point of that no matter what you're saying, you know what, I'm I'm in this. I'm going to keep pressing forward, even if sometimes it's just me resting. But letting go of the expectations of what that process looks like will serve you. I promise you. And I know that can be hard if you're a control freak like me. I want an Excel spreadsheet. I want you to tell me how long this is going to last. I want you to give me all the steps. It's not how it works. And when you learn to let go of those expectations and be kind to yourself and extend grace to yourself and just know that you are doing the best you can in a very difficult situation, it will help you. I promise. And the last thing I want to mention, again, there's a lot more to learn about healing, but these are just some of my biggest takeaways, the things I'm going over in this episode. But the last thing is to help others when you have the energy. When we are encompassed in something that is so heavy, that is taking up every area of our life, it feels like that it's the lens that we're looking through life at during these times of really healing from difficult things. The moments when we have enough energy to focus on someone else, to help someone else, it is so good, not just for whomever we're helping, but it reminds us that there's life out there, that there are other things to look forward to or be part of, or, you know, there's other things of life that are to be experienced, just even the thing of helping others. 
And again, I said, when you have the energy, so don't be like, you know, doing this when you don't have the energy. And sometimes it may, might mean just, you know, showing up very small, like writing a letter or, or donating some canned goods, or it could be actually like working on a house for Habitat for Humanity or different things, but be mindful of yourself and what you can give. But I will say that if you take those opportunities, it's kind of like a breath of air where it's reminding you of what life can be like after this, after, you know, you've reached a point where you can breathe more in the midst of everything that you've experienced. I hope these different steps are helpful. Again, healing is worth it. You are worth it. It is so important. The And I will say also that when you pursue healing, you are going to learn so much. It is like a master's level of life. You will come out of it a different person. You are already a different person, most likely by whatever trauma happened to you. But this will also make you a different person, not in a bad way, but in a way, oh, maybe different is not the right word, and a more enhanced person, a person that these are these skills that you are learning are not just going to be for this time period in your life. They're going to be things that impact so many different areas of your life. It's going to be impacting how you show up in friendships and relationships. Like I said before, a byproduct of my healing process was that I learned to value myself and that led me to where I am right now. That led me to recording a podcast that led me to wanting to teach others to love and value themselves as well. So know that healing is important on more levels than you could possibly imagine. And I hope that you will just take that next step, whatever it may be, whether it's calling a friend to confide in them, getting in touch with a support group, calling a counselor, journaling, just giving time and energy and focus to healing. I am cheering for you. I am rooting for you. Your heart is worth it. You are worth it. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth Podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you are loving the show, go to Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and a comment. The link to do so is in the show notes. If you love this episode and want to share it with others, post a screenshot of it on social media and feel free to tag me in it. My handle is at the Ashley Baxter. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode about helping you live a life of courageous worth. Until next time, remember, you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.